Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord one more time. And I am going to go ahead and dismiss the youth and the kids ministry to their departments. I do have something towards the end of closing that I want the kids to be a part of. And I'll let Andrea know that at that point in the message that God has given me. So you guys may be seated. I give an honor to my pastor and first lady and everybody in their respectable places. And I do not take this likely to be up here before you as always. As I say, I am nothing, God, and you are everything, Jesus. And I always like to have a little fun when I go on adventures with the word of God. So I'm going to tell you a little bit how I got to the message. I had been studying 30 days of knowing God in my Bible. And I still have about five more sections. It was not 30 days. It really was more like a couple of, about six weeks doing it as I go along. But um, one of the messages that was making a covenant, and that was in Genesis. And when I read that, the message, I never read it that way before. And God had dropped in my spirit the title, The God That Sees and Remembers. And then it dropped in there as I went on to other messages of 30 Days of Knowing God. Another message came, Lord, remember me. So my title that I'll be talking about today is The God That Sees and Remember. And the subtitle is Lord, Remember Me. So as an introduction, everybody in here, right, wants to be seen or remembered for something in life, right? When, when you see someone, the first thing you say, hmm, do I know that person? Have I seen them somewhere? Are you trying to remember that person? So back in the days, testimonies and things were told and stories were told where people remembered, right? The things that they told to generations and generations and generations to come. So with the message that God gave me, which back in March was the covenant, which is Genesis chapter 9, verse 13 through 17. So basically, what is a covenant, right? A covenant is a relationship between two partners who makes a binding promise to each other and work together to reach a common goal accomplished by an oath, signs, and ceremonies. So I don't know if you have the scripture to put up there. Um, Genesis chapter 9, verse 13 through 17. So I'm going to read that. But before I read that, I got to ask the audience a question. I thought my babies was going to be up here, so I wanted to get their input and see what they had to say. But we are big kids, too. So why did God destroy the earth? Anybody got an answer for that? Why did God destroy the earth? Hands, raise your hands. He was angry. Who else can tell me why did God destroy the earth? Sin, okay, third person, 
from your perspective, why did God destroy the earth? To start over. All of those are correct. You, you wanted to give an input? Yes. So basically, 10 generations after the creation of Adam, right, God saw that the earth was corrupt and filled with violence, and he decided to destroy what he had created. But God found one righteous man. Who was that man? Noah. And to him, he told the secret on what he, his game plan was, right? He said, I am bringing on a flood to eliminate everywhere all flesh is which there is the breath of life. Remember, breath of life. So in Genesis chapter 9, verse 13 through 17, as we go through all of that, the destruction and things like that, this is where God said, I have set my rainbow. That's personal. My toys, my car, my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign. Remember the covenant? Oh, sign. The sign of the covenant between me and the earth, wherever, whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me, you, and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the water become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears, he said again, in the cloud, I will see it. Pretend like you're seeing a rainbow. God, seeing a rainbow. <laughs> I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. That is what caught my attention when I was studying the word. I said, God, this sounds weird. You set an alarm. God set an alarm in the form of a rainbow to help him remember the covenant made to not flood the earth. But this alarm does not happen on set time, place, day, or season. As long as there is sunlight and water, rainbows can happen. It is random, right? When you see a rainbow in the sky, it is beautiful and amazing. Who all in here have seen a rainbow? Not, I'm not talking about an image on like uh, some things we are seeing in this month. I'm talking about the actual rainbow, the sign, right? All right, amen. <laughs> Let me make that clear. So this is what I wanted to tell the kids. 
And if you have big kids in here, because I'm a big kid, right? Um, I have a little kind of trick to show the kids on how to take a CD and a flashlight and project and get rainbow colors. And then I have a real picture of double rainbows in front of my house a couple of years ago that Josh caught on camera taking a picture, and then I went out there and took pictures of that. So I wanted Josh to hear what he did and acknowledge him as my son, right? So the next story that I want to tell you guys about the message, Lord, remember me. There was a story of Hannah and the birth of Samuel. So this is 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10 through 11. And I'm just going to give a little summary. We all know how girls can be or women can be. We can be a little petty and emotional and things like that because God made us women, right? Well, in this case, she was married, but she couldn't bear any children. And the other wife was able to bear, bear children. And they were picking with her because they knew she didn't have any children. So just imagine the lady right there and their kids and you're loving on them. And you happen to see that and your heart is hurt, right? Because you can't bear a child, right? So as we start in chapter 10, it says, Hannah was very troubled. She prayed to the Lord and cried with sorrow. How many here know what it feels like to go through struggles and you're just like struggling with them and you're crying and weeping and it's just deep, right? This was Hannah. Then she made a promise and said, Oh, Lord, of all, of all, she didn't say one, Oh, Lord, of all, be sure to look on the trouble of your woman servant and remember me. Remember me. Do not forget your woman servant, but give me a son. Give me a son, Lord. I'm begging you, Lord. Give me a son. If you will, then I will give him to the Lord all his life and no hair would ever be cut from his head and then you drop down to verse 19 next day is here the family gets up early in the morning and worship before the Lord isn't that such a wonderful picture that God would love to see all of us do get up early in the morning before the sun comes up and worship him I want to get to that point Myself getting up at like that early, early in the morning, but that can be a struggle. But it says, and worship before the Lord. Then they return to their house in Ram, Ram, and Elkanai lay with his wife Hannah. Then it says, the Lord remembered her. Isn't he awesome? The Lord remembered her. The Lord made it possible for her to have a child. And when the time came, she gave birth to a son. She gave him the name Samuel, saying, I have asked the Lord for him. What is his name saying that she did? She said, I have asked the Lord for him. 
remember that. So the things that came out from this was Hannah had a relationship with Christ in the way she was talking in prayer, that that was not her first time talking to God. She said, woman servant. That means I'm your servant. I'm yours, God. So she already knew that she belonged to God. So she had a relationship. I can assume that as we go along with the Bible, Genesis to Revelations, right? And remember I said in the beginning the stories are told and people remember them and they tell their children and their children, children, right? That she knew about God's Noahic covenant that was made for Hannah to make a promise requesting a child. I'm very skeptical to make a promise to God because we're flesh and you know, we can't keep our promises, right? So for her to make a promise, she's had to have known something historically that God made promises to his people. And God is, God what? He keeps his promise, right? The other thing that stood out for me is that Hannah did not break her promise. She didn't break her covenant. Now, with the Lord to give Samuel back to her, back to the Lord. For me as, as women, when you have a baby, you know, you're very protective. Like kind of how they say mama bear, you mess with my kid, you know, you'll see a whole nother side of me come out that ain't nice, it ain't pretty. I have to ask the Lord to forgive me. You know, when you mess with my children, right, it's hard for you to take something that you carry and give it away, right? She gave her child away at three years old after she weaned. Samuel, right? For me, that was hard. But she kept her covenant, her promise with God. And that right there is a testimony of her character as a woman of God, right? The next story that I want to talk about is the crucifixion. The two robbers with Jesus on the cross. I was going to have some of the little kids up here, but that's okay. <laughs> so this is Luke chapter 23, verse 39 through 43. So in this story, right, I want you guys to keep remember the subtitle, Lord, Remember Me, okay? So verse 39 say, one of the men who was guilty of death was on a cross beside Jesus, spoke bad words of him. He said, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us, right? He wasn't just saying save yourself and me. He was including the other guy too, us. So you're mighty and powerful. Save us all, right, don't you, Right? But the other man on, a cro on the cross spoke sharp words to the one who made fun of Jesus. He defended Jesus. He said, are you not afraid of God? And he said, you are also guilty and will be punished. So he was trying to say, oh, you too. You ain't no better than me, right? Verse 41 said, we are the, the other good robber. Well, I don't know what to say good robber, but... <laughs> I, that didn't come out right. But, 
He said, we are suffering as we should because of the wrong we have done. But this man, pretend Jesus in right here, this man has done nothing wrong. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me. When you come into your holy nation, when you come into your kingdom, Lord, remember me. Jesus said to him, for sure, I tell you, today, you will be with me in paradise. For sure, this day, you will be with me in paradise. This robber on the cross recognized, number one, that Jesus was God. Number two, he acknowledged his wrongdoing and sin. He didn't deny it like the other guy said, oh, get me, get me free. I, I want to get a, a free pass. He acknowledged that I have sinned and I have done wrong. That was a heart of repentance on the cross. And he said to the Lord, because he know he done wrong, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In that short time, when they said the rapture come, in the twinkling of an eye, right? In that short time, in that moment, a relationship was built. It was built with the new man and Jesus. And we call that the new covenant. There's five Bible covenants from the Noahic covenant all the way to the new covenant. That's with Jesus, right? But the covenant, the new covenant, what it tells you is the promise that God will forgive sins and restore fellowship, fellowship, you guys, with those whose heart are turned. It didn't say 90 degrees. It said it's turned towards him. Has your heart turned from sin through repentance like the robber on the cross? I don't know. I repent daily. We all fall short of God's glory. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. And God knew that, right? So I'm going to close. I know the kids are still downstairs. But with everything that God pieced together the puzzle was he's a God that sees and he remembers and he understands the afflictions and the tests and trials we face daily. But he wants fellowship, relationship with his people, the destruction of man was one time, but when you see a rainbow appear, you better thank God because he's remembering not to destroy the earth, right? I'm going, I'm in the closing point, and this is something that bothered me so with our children. They are being deceived, right? My son, we were in Walmart, and we were checking out at the register. 
And I didn't know that I was going to have this. I, this message was way back in March. This just happened to be during this time. That he wanted Skittles at the register. I love Skittles. I like the mixed Skittles with the blueberry, mixed berry, and then the tropical. You can buy it in the bag and they at the gas station store, but they mix all together. I've been eating those for the past month. <laughs> so I can tell you everything about them because I've been eating them, right? But this, he said, Mom, this is a new Skittles packaging. I looked at it. I said, mm. uh, no, son, we will not be buying those Skittles. I ain't got time to explain that to you right now, son. But just my no is my no. And the answer is no. And I'll explain to you later. That right there was just, if I was that parent that was not paying attention and would have said, go ahead, baby, put it on up here. And he's one of them smart kids that read. I mean, I'm like the younger kids, all the kids don't know how to read that well now, you know. You can buy stuff, but they still learning how to read the packaging. So stuff, stuff may not, y'all know what I'm trying to say. Okay, this is, uh, this is not a commercial for Skittles. Okay. So <laughs> I told Josh, I talked to him this morning, and I said, Josh, the reason why I waited to tell you about the packaging, the reason why you could not get the Skittles. And this is what I told him. I said, you remember years ago that picture that you took? That's the real rainbow. That's the real sign. God is the creator of it. He gave, he gave the sign of the rainbow. That is the most glorious representation of God's symbol. Not a symbol, but a real rainbow. So God meant the rainbow to be a sign, as I said, not a symbol of his covenant to not destroy the earth again. But the world has made it a symbol of sin. Okay? Y'all can fill in the blank. Which was the very reason God flooded the earth in the first place. Right? So let me rewind. Okay. Remember we said what was the reason God destroyed the earth? It was because of what? Corruption and sin, right? Do y'all want destruction and do y'all want to be flooded? I, I can't swim. I don't know about y'all. You know, that's scary for me because I can't swim. So even if you could swim and somebody flooded the earth, you still wouldn't make it. Even if you held on to a tree, the tree is going under the water, right? So for me to say a flood, that's kind of scary. So when I see a rainbow, I say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, right? So I know that I, I, I'm going to be all right. So this is the demonstration that God gave me. And I'm going to need uh, one of the kids to come up, there and come up here and hold the mic while I do this. Aubrey, come here, because I can't hold the mic and actually do the demonstration. I thought about that just like a little bit before. So, <laughs> come on up here. So, while I was explaining, hold it up like this. So, while I was explaining 
to my son at home, right? These are two empty bottles. One of them is very shiny and crisp, right? Here is one that's a little bit beat up and the, and the uh, description on it is kind of fading off, right? This is what God gave me. The devil deceived Eve, right? I look at that rainbow as a deception to my child. I got a little upset about that, right? Because it's very much like Satan to steal, kill, and destroy the people of God. So he will take something that's beautiful, colorful, and glorious, and he twists it something good and twisted it for evil. But what has been twisted, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, can reverse. He can reverse it. The cap that's missing is the helmet of salvation that we take off on a daily basis, that we let our guard down and we let the devil come in to deceive us. But I'm here to tell you that when you blow into this bottle, the breath of life, you can see that there's something in there that's stopping the devil from crushing it. You may break it up, you may make all the noises in the world. You can throw the bottle, but the power living inside of you is the Holy Ghost and it's there to give you power to withstand the tests and trials of Satan. Hallelujah. Sometimes your bottles may be pretty. It may not be all broken up but the same thing applies to you. Sometimes you let your guard down but you still got to put your guard back on. You put the cap back on and the devil can squeeze you too. But no matter what, both of these are the temple of God. And without God's spirit, you cannot make it into the kingdom of God. He said, unless you be born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot make it in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to tell these children, the devil is going to sift you guys as wheat. When you see a rainbow, whatever color you see this month, you know that it's from your great and mighty God. It's not a symbol from man. It is from God of God's covenant with his people. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hey, glory. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I thank God because I know what the devil, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20 said, what the devil meant for evil. God is turning it around. He's reversing it for your good. Hallelujah. He's a God that keep his promises. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. But I wanted to tell the youth when I gave that demonstration, just like I gave it to you guys at home, in front of my son and the look on his face when I explained to him that glorious image that God gave you was the real McCoy, was the real deal. Hallelujah. And we got to teach our children the truth. 
the truth will set them free. If we don't do it, the education system will. Hallelujah. So my question to you, is my sin, did Jesus die for just my sin? Did he die for whatever your sin is? Did he die for whatever your son sin is, pastor? Your sin? What did Jesus die for? All sin. It don't matter what your sin is. It don't matter what your struggle is. God died for all of our sins. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 said, Know unto him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think. Hmm. Ask or think. Thinks, things in your mind have not even come out yet. You're thinking it. But it's above God. Ain't nothing too hard. Nothing too hard for my God. And then he said, according to the power that worketh in us. What is that power? Kids, what is that power? The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you don't learn anything, you know that you need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. So what I need y'all to do, because this makes me humble myself before God. Because when I look at Hannah, Lord, remember me. Can everybody in this room say, Lord, remember me. That humbles me because I'm talking to an all-powerful, almighty God that his very presence I cannot contain, that I cannot sit in his presence. So, Lord, hey, glory, remember me. Hallelujah. So what, what are you asking the Lord like Hannah? What are you asking the Lord for? That's a simple question. Lord, you are Alpha and Omega. Lord, you are mighty. Lord, you are powerful. Lord, you are gracious. Lord, you are forgiving. Merciful. The creator. But I'm going to say this. Made in his image and beautifully made as a male or a female. Beautifully made in his image. God don't make no mistakes. He don't make mistakes. It's a part of his plan. Hallelujah. He's our God. Jesus knows your struggle. So it's like, Lord, remember me. I'm struggling, God, with the burdens in this world. Lord, remember me, God. I'm having trouble on my job. I need you to step in, God. Lord, remember me. 
I'm financially struggling, God. I need a promotion, God. I know promotion come from God and not man, God. I need you to remember me, God. Lord, remember me. I'm, I'm sick in my body, God. I'm sick. God, you know all things. I'm praying, God, and I'm saying, Lord, remember me as I go to the doctor, God. Let everything work out in my favor, God. Hallelujah. You have not because you ask not. What did it say? It's the power that worketh in us, in you. What authority are you giving the Holy Ghost to have full control to trust him that he's going to do what he said he's going to do? Hallelujah. With a repentance heart, you are saying, help me, God. If you don't know God as your Savior, just say this is new to you. God knew you before you ever existed. He knows what you will become. But God loves you so much that he want to give you a choice to serve him. Nobody want to be made for you to love them. He wants you to love them because you just love them. I just love you, Lord. You're so cool. You're so awesome. Thank you, Lord, for remembering me. Thank you, Lord, for that promotion that's on the way in advance. Thank you, Lord, for that job that's coming. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be the light in my school to represent you and stand for righteousness and holiness in a school district that's taking it out. How are we going to make a stand for righteousness? Hallelujah. I think about the prodigal son. Just imagine, we got a lot of prodigals. We got a lot of them, right? Brothers, sisters, children, all kind of prodigals that had left and backslid and went, or just out there, period. But just imagine, there he go from a distance, and the father sees, and he remembered my son. He remembered. It didn't matter to him what he did. It didn't matter to him how he left. He was just excited that the son he loved came home. How, much, how many of us, God is waiting for us to come home? God is waiting for a relationship. Like Hannah had a relationship with God are we using Christianity as a symbol and God said I have no relationship with you and it says depart from me you children of iniquity I never knew you are we holding a symbol of Christianity are we showing the signs of our walk with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ hallelujah Jesus I don't want to be that person I want, the, I want the Holy Ghost to be so full that this bottle of the top about to pop off like the pressure's going to, I don't know, but y'all get what I'm saying. <laughs> that I'm so full of the Holy Ghost that I'm overflowing. I pray with people and I say, Lord, 
Give them an emptiness for more holiness. You get that? An emptiness for more holiness. Hallelujah. That we can be more and more and more. That we won't go dry in our walk with God. It should be an adventure every day. We open up the word of God and learn something new like I did. Lord, I didn't know you, you, you said you will see and you will remember, but you God, what you need to see for? What you need to remember for? You're the one who set it in place. But he said that to make a point that he sees your life and he's going to remember you as long as you serve him. And the needs, what concerns him, what concerns you concerns him. Amen. So the picture that I want to show up there is Joshua. Joshua walked outside a couple of years ago. It was one. This is how crazy it is. It was one rainbow. So we snapped the shots. So ooh, that was so exciting. We came back in, went back out. I said, Justin, Mom, there's something like on top of the rainbow. And I said, what you mean, son? I go out there. I said, that's a double rainbow. I taught a message in 2021 on the reflection on how that happens. But you know what stood out with me the most, guys, with this? It's so beautiful. But it wasn't as beautiful as when I saw it live. It was breathtaking. And I just looked and, I mean, you would have thought the rapture had came to an end and we were all standing out there just looking which I don't want that to be the case at all. Amen, somebody. I want to be, I want to be caught up with the Lord to meet him in the air. <laughs> I'm not planning on being here. But it was like that time where you like, what is going on? That's how people were outside of the, their homes looking at that. But this is what got me the most is that I, I, and, and I looked at that and I said, on this day was a double trouble. That's what I call it, double trouble on earth, meaning a double reminder to not destroy the earth a second time. That's scary. Thank God for keeping his promise to us because for that to be double, and he said if he see one, back then it wasn't a double. But for this occasion, this just showed me that God is really struggling on not destroying. <laughs> I don't know about you, but you know how sometimes we struggle that we, we know you want to get somebody, but you struggle whether or not you're going to do it at the time you're going to do it. This right here is make me think, God, thank you. I know the world is real, real messed up. But thank you, God, for not destroying it and double reminder that you really paid attention to not flooding the earth the second time. Amen. <laughs> but I thank God. But if anybody is in here, it seems like if or anybody online, um, I like to, I, I'm a teacher and I like to teach, but I like to enjoy learning the word of God. But if you do not know him as your Lord and Savior, there's a formula. This formula is so cool, y'all. And it's three steps, right? And it's Acts 2.38. And it says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not something you can just say 
uh, uh, you might. It said you shall. The gift is yours. The gift is yours. So this is, I always forget to do an altar call. Okay, I guess this is kind of like the altar call. <laughs> but I just really thank God. And I just want to tell you guys, if you don't get nothing else from this, remember to pray and know that God, God hears you. And tell the Lord, Lord, remember me. Whatever your situation is, he loves you. And he cares. And he's a God that sees and remembers. Praise God.